If he was a fairy, I should already be running. Yet maybe, maybe it'd be a favor to the world, to my village, to myself, to kill him while I remain undetected. Putting an arrow through his eye would be no burden. But despite his size, he looked like a wolf, moved like a wolf. Animal, I reassured myself, just an animal. I didn't let myself consider the alternative. This is just a small excerpt from A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss. You're listening to One Page More. Hello, Kippen. Hi. Oh my gosh, we are going to talk about the like best trilogy of all time today, and I'm so stoked. Okay, so... I mean, if you are any like interested in books on book Instagram at all, you have seen this book or you've been living under a rock. Also, this is our first episode of season four, which is really exciting. Um, And we're kicking it off. I mean, I think we will have episodes on all the books, but we're going to get through the first one first. So we're talking about A Court of Thorn and Roses by Sarah J. Moss. Um, Moss, Mass. I'm not sure actually. I'm not, I assumed Mass, unsure. So, <laughs> so sure, someone will sure. let us know. <laughs> um, I actually thought of the perfect summary of this book. To me, it was like Katniss Everdeen falls in love with Edward Cullen, <laughs> and then. <No. laughs> And oh man, I had like a whole thing and now I'm like, it's flying out of my head. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it, right? So like they they go through, uh, you know, many trials and tribulations. This, I don't even. It's deeply fantasy. Yes. Deeply fantasy. This is it's the it's the best piece of fantasy I have read in a very long time. And in June I read um Shadow and Bone and I was like, Oh, it's the best piece of fantasy I've read in a really long time. And then I made read this one and I was like, Oh my gosh, like there's this one has I not I've read all three of them. So you've only read the first one, so I'm mm-hmm. gonna really try not to have <laughs> anything said that's not exactly in line with the first one but there's a ton of layers there's a ton of relationships going on there's a variety of problems sarah does a phenomenal job of like of layering in um different arcs and different just different trials that you've got to go through so yeah this book is loaded with tons of stuff I remembered I remembered what it reminded me of the entire time so it's like Katniss Everdeen and Edward Cullen are playing out Beauty and the Beast do you know that this book is a Beauty and the Beast retelling okay that makes a (laughs) hundred okay I'm like is this supposed to be because it's very on the nose in some of the ways for sure um yeah there's a lot of fun when I read that I was kind of like oh it took me off uh, it just kind of surprised me a little bit and also, I, when I was reading, I'm like, what the heck? Like, you know, especially all these fantasy novels, and if you've got, like, a main character, we talked about this, where it's like, they always try to have these, like, quirky names, and sometimes they work, and sometimes they don't. And Tamlin, for me, was the biggest, like, let down. I just was, like, not vibing with this name 
at all. But <laughs> it turns out there's like a Scottish, um, I think it's a ballad that's about this man who's trying to, or this, maybe it's not a man, maybe he's a king, something along those lines, trying to get away from the fairy queen. And I'm like, okay. So oh. she tied in a lot of like um, other literature pieces and just kind of like retold it. But okay. anyway, interesting. So, you know, Tamlin's name didn't bother me, but I'm afraid I'm about to take the wind out of your sails because I kind of found this book to be really boring. <gasps> really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. Like, okay, the first quarter, I was I thought it was good. The last quarter, I thought it was great. Really enjoyed that. Right. Um, which we'll get into. The middle was like it was a slog for me. And what it was is that I did not buy. I There was just no real chemistry between Tamlin and Farah, who's or Farah, I guess is her name, um, who's the main female female character. I, and specifically, you're saying you don't like Tamlin's name. I feel like Tamlin was as freaking bland as you can get with like a little bit of edward cullen spice thrown in like i mentioned before so i i it i did not struggle to read it it was an easy read i whipped through it and by the end it got me caught up in the story enough that i definitely wanted to continue on in the series um but it's not like i told you i had to pause on the second book so we could talk about the first before i like got too deep and it's like it's not like i was trying like dragging myself away. <laughs> That's how yeah. I put it. I'm like, okay, it's fine. It's fine. Very interesting. So um, I enjoyed the first book, but the second book really like just snatched me right on end. But yeah, the the so, second book is better so far. I, I will say that. Before we go anything else, with that said, what are you writing this book? I must know immediately. What is it going to um, get? Because I gave Beach Read a three point five or whatever it was i'm gonna give this a 3.5 <gasps> yeah How i'm sorry oh my. <sighs> and like i can't even oh. say i mean maybe it was overhyped for me but i had no idea what this book was about i knew it was pretty strong i wouldn't call it high fantasy because the world building is not as intense as some of these like really intense fantasy books but it is true fantasy it's also YA but it's palatable to me um because I can be a YA snob I just yeah it just was so the entire time that she's just like in Prithian kind of getting to know Tamlin it was so boring to me really okay yeah so I was really bored <laughs> Kiffin all right so th okay this these I feel like also actually make the best discussion whenever the two of us, like, I know and I'm really I it's also, you know me, I'm not a big rereader because I feel like plots really stick out in my head and like I remember details really well. Again, this book is like a little, especially that portion of it. I remember the end of the book really well. That middle of the book is just like a wash to me where I'm like, okay, like what happened? Like I remember it more because I... <laughs> I remember thinking like, oh, there's another thing that's like Beauty and the Beast. And now I know it was intentional. So that like that makes a lot more right. sense. But um, that's how I'm remembering kind of the flow of the book is because of Beauty and the Beast. 
Right. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, and that's valid points, valid points. Um, for me, this book, like, so my, I've given books five stars before. This book, I wish I could give it more. It, and the second, I, I, I'll try to hold off until then, but I enjoyed this series so much. I will say going into it, I was a bit apprehensive because you're right. It's everywhere on Bookstagram. And a matter of fact, I've seen it on a lot of like um, people that are like, oh, look, it's, it's so overhyped. And I was afraid I was going to feel that way. And I'm also saying it with a lot of um, uh, sexual content warnings. And I was kind of like, oh, no. The first book to me was not like that. Now, no, as, it was pretty tame. As things progress definitely worthy of the content warnings but the first book i was like okay great like and totally you're right total ya um i enjoy i love like a romance building i love fantasy i love like the whole fairy element i loved her getting like whisked away i was very much like enraptured like yes yes take me away um but you're right she does rely on several tropes the, the katniss everdeen definitely stood out favorite is like a huge um uh, like she cares for her family kind of vibe. She's got the uh, the bow and arrow that she's like phenomenal at. So I was a little bit like, okay, I wish it was a javelin or, right. you know, a, a little something rather different to kind of differentiate. She comes out but... with a flaming discus. <laughs> Anything, you know, just a little bit yeah. of difference. Like, of course, like it makes sense for the time or, or for the, the way that she was written. But I was mm-hmm. also a little bit perturbed by that but yeah for me solid five stars this book has a huge fandom um so it's really hard you can't look up anything you cannot look up i mean i have seen spoilers on now because now that i finished it i was like just looking up things Mm -hmm. like tons of spoilers on tiktok on uh instagram pinterest wikipedia like tons of articles and i just was very overwhelmed by the amount of information spilling (sighs) forth I will say that I know people that would absolutely love this book and I would not hesitate to uh, to tell them to read it. Like, for example, as I'm reading it, I sent our friend Grace a text because I was like, you would love this book because she's so into fantasy. Um, I, I, I was really like I was a little disappointed that it didn't hit quite so hard for me because I don't I do love fantasy. I don't know what it well. I'm blaming I'm blaming it on the main relationship and so we're gonna have to get into spoilers before we talk about that um but should you read it or should you listen to it I listened to it I this is the other thing that kind of threw me off even though I enjoyed listening to it it was the same narrator as a discovery of witches and she is so boring yeah she is she is oh my god and i just i mean it's not the worst in the world she's not as monotone as some of the other ones but um a discovery of witches specifically is a book that i it was like very guilty pleasure for me but i did really enjoy the books are so freaking long like that i like she's just burned into my brain as those characters and it was hard for me to separate like and not compare for some reason between those two books um there was also like some serious parallels between the stories and it just like of like oh you know bad boy <laughs> bad boy fairy <laughs> bad boy vampire i don't know we'll talk about the trope of like the um gentleman 
vampire slash gentleman fairy <laughs> later and like how sick and tired I am of it honestly uh but that I don't know I'm on the fence because on the other hand it was really nice that I knew how to say all these weird words like uh, her name is spelled really strange and I don't know that I would have said Farah if I was just or Farah I kept wanting to say Farah actually because that's like the real name right. but, um so yeah what do you think I think I so I also listened to it on audio I wish I had the book I could mm-hmm. have the I don't know if it's this book, but I know at least the second, third are like twenty four hours long, like a a huge like yeah. undertaking. They're phenomenal, but I could have whipped through them so much faster. Matter of fact, I did. I read the fourth. There's a a fourth book that's got the same characters, but it's based on two other um, main characters. So it's like same world, but not the exact exact same. And mm-hmm. I finished that book so much faster because I did it even though it was on ebook. So yeah. I wish I would have had that book in hand, but you're right. They draw out. There's crazy names that are just. Uh, it's just I one just of those so fantasy f- things. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's to me, that is like a frustrating element of fantasy where I'm like, just do. I'm trying to remember what, like what the, like the little, the creatures. I can't even remember. What, but like they right. all just have like, instead of, you know, it just being like a wild cat or something that I'm like, I, you know, I don't need it to be like some like. <laughs> over the top dramatic fan like who cares right whatever and in some books they have a guide where they'll like guide you through the names which i actually really appreciate so maybe they have that in these books i I wouldn't know couldn't tell (laughs) you yeah y'all y'all should get the book honestly you i think it'd be superior okay and the books are great like the the cover art is really cool i like them i think they're pretty they're simple they're so cute Mm -hmm. All right, it's time for the spoilers. Let's do it. Can I just talk about what I like about this book real yes. quick before I just take a big old poop on it? Um, <laughs> I love Feyre. I think she's such a great protagonist. She is Katniss in a lot of ways. like, But she's also not Katniss because she's even more of a loner than Katniss she doesn't even have a family that really likes her very much she's so Um, ornery this is like the most ornery chick of all yeah she's like a hardened badass and it was interesting to me that she so she has this fantasy basically of like her family's kind of fallen from wealth and she was always the black sheep of her family but her fantasy is marrying off her sisters and then just like living out her days with her father. But she also kind of hates her dad. Right? Like her dad's kind of good for nothing. They're all good for nothing except her. They, uh, her relationship with her dad was so bizarre to me because, yeah, like she loved him, but like he was not deserving of her love. But also all of her siblings were the same way. Like she would say stuff like Elaine is supposed to be like the good con sister. But I'm like, but actually really not. Good, yeah. Is she really that good and kind <laughs> if they make you bust your butt? And then yeah. she's like, she's, you know, she's like, oh, I go to the market with my kills and they're begging me for money for like little crap we don't need. Meanwhile, we're starving. I'm like, what? Yeah, and then Nesta was like a me. whole nother where I'm like, I like weirdly enough, I, Nesta uh, won me over by the end. And I only say that because 
at least there was some complexity to her character and she intrigued me enough. Like by the end, you see that her strong will like has literally blocked out a fairy trying to like change her memory. I'm like, okay, maybe she'll come up later in the books because that's a really interesting skill. Um, But yeah, the other sister, super bland and just acts like nothing's wrong at all that she hadn't treated her sister like garbage for years like that was it's just a little a little thin to me um but farah herself because it's from the first person you know what she's thinking and feeling and i feel like the author really went the extra mile to make her um how do i put this like well-rounded but in the sense that like she she's almost like a little too on the nose with how noble she is does that make sense i uh, with how noble noble in which ways in that that she's willing to down the sword for the fam oh yeah for sure and like she resents them a little bit but it's just like she's just such a martyr and she just sees this as her life and like she takes it she's just so serious she really is so serious and that's part of her personality which i get but she's in i for me i'm like okay because she's in such deep poverty like there are people that are like you're like in that kind of situation you will sink or swim so it's like if somebody's not doing the work so for me that that was a bit more believable i'm like okay Mm -hmm. there are personalities where it's like like Honestly, like my husband, if Graham was in this situation, Graham was going to get us out. I would be, I would be like the one to let us die. Like I just don't have the will, the motivation that he's got. You know what I mean? So like, Lacey's face down in the mud. And you're like, exactly. uh, honey, the power just got turned off yesterday. So that's what I'm saying. Like it, some people can persevere. So I'm like, okay, I, I, I could get that part. Well, and then I I even realized that what I'm saying is it's really bleeding into the second book because some of the stuff that she does in this book leaves her with like some serious PTSD. And I get that. But like it it's almost like a little too woke. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. Where she's too just woke is not the right word. It was like the author is is literally just putting her on a pedestal in the way that like she just does no wrong if if that makes sense like she really has almost no selfishness in her whatsoever to me that you're thinking this because i felt this way about tamlin where i got Mm. so aggravated with him so i must tell you about a tiktok that i was dying to send you but you hadn't finished the dang book but it was like (laughs) It was, of course, like, a, I, I love whenever I get, like, a book talk uh, hashtag. But it was talking about this book. And it's, like, they said, they're, like, Feyre is such a pick me. Can you imagine being impoverished? And all of a sudden, a rich uh, lord picks you up, is handsome as heck. He takes you to his house. He's going to make you, um, like, what, like, you can have whatever you want. He requests nothing of you. He takes care of your family. And you're going to push him away. I was like, when you put it like that, (laughs) I definitely had that thought too, but see, and as we, as we transition into that part of the book, I'm just going to go with the fact that if you're reading this or if you're listening to this, you've probably read the book, but 
okay, I understand that all is revealed in the end or some is revealed in the end and you understand why he's treating her this way. But in the moment where I'm like, this is so fishy, this is so sketch, why would this go down this way? She technically slaughtered his friend in the woods and he's coming in here and treating her with kid gloves. Like there's no logical explanation for that. And so it was so sus that it irritated me. So I'm let's let's unpack this because I need you to tell me if I am misremembering. Okay. So within the first hour, we find out like Feyre is going to the fairy lands because she has killed um, Tamlin, who at this time she doesn't know, but he's like a high lord, one of his servants that's disguised as the as a wolf or whatever. I remember her, I'm thinking of her inner monologue as she mm-hmm. like, because she notices like he's a bit bigger than a regular wolf. So like it crosses her mind like he could be a fairy. But yeah. before she like took the like the mm-hmm. killing blow i thought she remembered thing or she thought like no like a fairy wouldn't be here there because the fairy lands are separated right from the human yes. lands and so she's like okay he wouldn't be here so like she kills him it's not done with malicious intent was it because that was a huge crux <sighs> well the story. okay this is again where i say that the author is bending over backwards to not make farah a truly like to not have like to keep her hands clean yeah like she really is so there is a moment where she's like and if it is a fairy who the freak cares because they're scum and they've murdered us all right but again she always follows that up with like oh but it's definitely not like he would have heard me he would stop me he's looking at me right now you know what i mean so it was back on him right it totally puts it back on him and while she has the thought of like and if it is a fairy who cares it was mainly like her main driving force is i need to kill this deer if this wolf kills this deer first it will mangle it and then i won't be able to sell the pelt so that's why i'm like okay even later when it's like needs to kill a fairy out of malice and have hate in her heart do I believe that she has hate in the, her heart for fairy? Yes. But to have true hate, you almost have to like, it almost needs to be personal, you know? Well, that's okay. So he I'm, has no I'm experience with somewhere. fairies. It, well, that's what I mean, where it's like, I'm expecting, you know, her mom to be murdered by fairies or yes. something. Not just like, well, 500 years ago, <laughs> we were there, we were their slaves. Yeah. It's like, we it, need more. It's almost like the boogeyman, you know? yeah that's a net negative that's a bad uh yeah so that like i think we're getting at why i was just like struggling just a little bit so after she does this kills him and then whisked away yeah tamlin comes breaks her door down is a big giant beast and like takes her away yeah it was just like immediately there's no locked in a dungeon. There's no like you're going to have to serve and do this or that. It's just you can't leave. You can live like a queen forever. Aren't you well, lucky? <laughs> but it was you could leave. That was what. Oh, this is. That's true. You can live this, wherever you want in Prithian. This is what got me where it's like because you killed him, you must come with me. But there's no consequences. And I, mm-hmm. when I was reading this book, you know, the first like, 
two thirds. I just was like, what is the point? Because he's like, yes. So what? What are your hobbies and interests? Are you like painting? You want to get you some paint? And I'm like, she killed him. That's exactly where, my problem. The, the consequences. Yes. I was like, you just got so angry, like technically, quote unquote, angry at her because she killed your BFF. Well, and... I'm like, would this girl not be like she I would be falling over hands and knees like, please don't, you know, don't end my mm-hmm. life, save my family. And she's literally like she's scorning this man even after she finds that or finds out that his like the family is like taken care of by him, yeah. which was like her driving force to, uh, you know, to survive was like to take care of her family. And I was just mm-hmm. kind of like, how would you not literally be in this man's arms within five minutes like i don't understand this but i mean i guess maybe someone's out there that can relate but it was not really that part was not relatable to me right and that's why i'm saying that the middle part i was just like puzzled there are the other thing about this book is it is very action it is action packed even though i said that that part's boring it is but it's punctuated by these little many challenges that she kind of gives herself or goes on right but it's full of action full of but I hate to say it but I am a I am a character drama girl I want the internal like person-to-person struggle I don't really care as much to read about how you captured an evil beast like once she did capture this beast it was kind of interesting what he told her but at the same time like i'm not in it for the i'm not in it for the video game parts and there seem to be a lot of those so this is gonna sound so crazy i i did like tamlin a lot but in a weird twist of events i also was like but what if she got with lucian i would like for her to yeah, I really, I really, really have a big crush on Lucian. I don't know why. There was just something about his character. I do. Oh, know why. you because... have a crush on the burly redheaded man from the <laughs> Autumn Court? It's just Jamie <laughs> Fraser with a fake eye. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I know. Listen here. Well, he, there were several times that I was pissed that Tamlin didn't step in to do something, and that Lucian did. And yeah. so I was honestly he be- like. He'd be sassy. He'd be sweet. He'd be funny. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm glad. So yeah, Tamlin at times was definitely very one dimensional. His, his, I mean, some people are like this, like he was true to who he was throughout the whole book. Very steady. Um, It would occasionally have like moments of rage kind of thing, but like very true to the core to who he was, where there was a lot more layers to Lucian where he was like, I don't know. I really, really was crazy about Lucian. And as soon as it got to the second book, I'm like, okay, let's, let's hear it. Where's he at? Like, what's he up to more than I was with Tamlin. Here's why. Cause she, the Sarah mass actually gave them a relationship. They went on horseback rides together and had actual conversations. They had conflict that was then resolved and then formed into a friendship Tamlin is almost like a creep to me where I get it she's like you know showing him that he she doesn't want anything to do with him but yeah he's totally hands off and so when he suddenly appears and they've had maybe one or two conversations and then all of a sudden he's taking her to a pool of starlight and like combing her finger her hair behind his ear I'm just like what y'all don't have like he is he hot or or am she, I just in a fairy 
pool. I don't know. Tom for the twerking later. <laughs> right. But yeah, um, like I like yeah. the banter. I want the character development. And Tamlin was just thin. They, they kind of started falling in love. And I was a little bit like you and a little bit disbelief. But the main thing that got me is I'm like, you know what? For a person that's went through a ton of turmoil and struggle in their life, for someone to be a um, pillar in a, mm-hmm. a, a, a very constant I get it where it's like you've went through a lot that that is your normal your safe space so I get it definitely um a, can be boring for sure yeah. like like very vanilla and not what I would want but as a reader I was satisfied and I felt like, I'm like okay I get it um, okay I feel like maybe my memory was glamored by this book because I just I don't remember the moment where I actually bought it that she was falling in love with him for real besides just focusing on the fact that he had spectacular green eyes and she really would like to see him without his mask on like uh, li- <laughs> her I- loins burned within whenever he brushed her <laughs> arm Stop. uh I yeah, forgot I- about the mask part the mat that was actually kind of like a fun little um turn of events for me you know what i liked i liked when he finally kind of lifted the veil away from her eyes and she could see everything in the fairyland for what it was i thought that was kind of a cool twist i loved that like alice was suddenly some weird creature like wasn't actually wasn't she like super ancient like super old and like (laughs) yeah like maybe her skin looked like bark or like (laughs) concrete or something weird i don't know so i liked that there were aspects that i liked i it was just all of this the romance just did not sparkle for me uh, um yeah i mean i get it I, like i i i liked tamlin i was never a i'm, I'm a fair fan you yeah. know well yeah tamlin, me too he's he's all right but come what, on if the driving force of what's coming next of her putting her booty on the line again and again and going through I the mean, worst struggles of all time for this vanilla ice cream cone is like <laughs> you gotta sell it to me babe listen, i gotta believe I will, it i will agree with you i am i am agreeing with you would i risk everything and then some for him no oh no 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 but for the sake of the story i'm like okay i you're talking about the glamour i actually love the scene is this whenever we first meet resand whenever um, he goes no 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 we no. meet resand at the whatever the oh my gosh i was disgusted the, the maiden ritual i some, hated spring, that part what is that called hated the spring it. solstice or something something harvest. again so distraught authors of the time. world guess what you just made up your whole your whole language is now your own you're calling men tamlin you're calling your ladies Feyre and spelling it weird you're calling your land prithian drop the word mating we don't Please. need to mate we don't need to have a mating bond we don't need to have a mating ceremony find oh, another way the, i listen hold on i'm literally wiping tears away right now hold on this is the second. Oh, I don't even know if I want to get this. This is the second book, the second series back to back. This one and another one I've just listened to right now that wants to talk about like a mating. And I'm like, I, I hate it. <sighs> I hate it. I, there's, I, uh, I'm just having it. to let that one go. <laughs> I mean, can we not use the word soulmate? Can we not <laughs> use the word 
Perfect Lovers match. would even be preferred. Exactly. Couple. You could I, use your big old couple, but... use your big old sparkly brain and come up Honey, with a brand new pull word. Pull up a thesaurus. Thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that too. I was also like. I'm supposed to be rooting for the two of them to get together. And then I find out he's got to sleep with someone else. I was immediately like. So turned off. And probably like multiple people. Very stressed. I was just like, I am not prepared for this moment right now. And again, because Feyre is so cut off from him, I then turned to like, do you really love this girl? Or is she just your savior? Like for real though. Um, and that actually comes to play later in the book, where I, or the second book, and I'm just like, mm, uh, how are you treating this girl? Anyway, not to, but yeah, we meet Resan that night, and the thing is, is like I've the memes that I have seen are very Reese centric. I get it, Reese is what I kind of wish Tamlin was, and it's not just because I love a bad boy, and I do, and I do. Reese, Reese is supposed to be like the sexiest one, like literally, like she sees him, and it's right. like every, you know, it's like Tamlin is handsome, but Reese is sexy, yeah. you know, it's like he's something else. This is the this is the perfect moment that we can talk about gentleman creature <laughs> vibes. <laughs> I am so sick of it. I am so tired of it. Like, I get it. I get that he's like a freaking high lord. He's a prince, whatever. But why does every male character have to be the sexiest, hottest, your face would melt off if you saw him in real life person? I don't need a dad bod, but it's just like the way it's written, it's just too... It's too it's much. It's a cliche. Yeah. I they I'm trying I wish I could remember who somebody on Book Talk or Bookstagram did the absolute best like of all time. It was like how to teach an author to write like a um <laughs> to to write a villain and it was like they've got to be like sexy as can be. They have got to have like either pitch black hair or like white hair, like you know, like an extreme. And it's like they've got to have the like the best wittiest sarcasm, and they've also got to be like um, there's got to be that sexual tension or like that that aura of like mm-hmm. they just exude sex. Like it's got to be that. And I was like, man, oh man, if that is not like hitting the nail on the head for every single like male villain, other than like a Voldemort, it's like, oh yeah, that's that's happening. I mean, here's the thing. We You posted something about Tom Hiddleston on your stories. Is this man attractive? Of course, Tom Hiddleston is very attractive. And we've talked about this because he has sex appeal. I get that it's harder to describe. I get it. But someone like a Tom Hiddleston is going to be objectively overall more attractive to me someone that is handsome but just has that extra like special spark through their personality like and I've read books where it comes through so I know it can be done but when I think of like you know the people who are most attractive usually I don't know they just like have that special something whereas the I'm trying to think of like Henry Cavill for example is incredibly hot like so handsome but he looks like a Ken doll right so like objectively is Henry Cavill better or more attractive than Tom Hiddleston 
I guess like in a picture maybe. But then when they go toe to toe, who are you going to pick when the cards are down? Listen, if it is a Tom Hiddleston or bust over here, babe, I can't even. <laughs> I was literally about Seriously, to fight, though. fight some people in my DMs. <laughs> I, so I posted about like how Graham and I disagreed. Graham's like, oh, he's ugly. And I'm like, are you a <sighs> fool? Like, what is your problem? And there were a ton of people that messaged me, like literally like five or six people were like, oh, yeah, he's ugly. And I was like, excuse what we, we gotta throw some stuff on I... up on stories there's a Ooh. lot of there's a lot of men that just do it for me that are not objectively the handsomest man in the world uh how about adam driver the king of listen this? you the will king. never tell me that i don't love that man in his large nose <laughs> i am like yes him would have the biggest nose babies in the world and who gives a dang not like ma'am a cesarean is a must i'm sorry <laughs> Graham all the time is like he cannot stand me because I'll be like I'm so attracted to Michael Phelps and Graham was like what (laughs) he is a little dopey but he is also handsome okay Adam Driver I'm also thinking Paul Mescal from Normal People (gasps) I mean I I mean we married brothers we obviously have similar tastes but like come on now I will simp over Paul Mescal and I will feel like a freak because he's probably at least seven years younger than me but Oh my, he makes my heart pitter patter, but he's got a little scar on his face. He can look not ugly, but he doesn't look perfect from every angle. And that's what I love. So I'm like, authors, can we embrace this, please? A little quirkiness. They do it with the women. Do you know Julia Quinn? So it's, I was thinking about her because it's like talking about like the gentleman, like every mm-hmm. single book of hers. Like, I love it, but you're right. Also, like, they, they, you can't just, you cannot be one dimensional. I need you yeah. to have, like, if you're going to have a good side, okay, there better be a naughty side somewhere. They're, they, like, if they better have like rude humor or there's something that better be there for me to like, like, they can't just be this, like, like you right. said, Edward Cullen, get in my car right now, Bella. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to rescue you. Like that to me, it's like, you're not, that's not what I'm here for. Yeah. And Tamlin showed his ace in a few ways in that way. And it's like, at the end of the day, do I understand? Yes, I do. But again, you have the perfect juxtaposition between him and Lucian. And Lucian is like the quirky best friend, whatever. I'd rather her fall in love with the quirky best friend. Okay. So So, let's, Let's see. So, yeah. So, we meet Reese Sand. Oh, I love the glamour scene with Reese Sand. That, to me, was, like, uh, like him being enraged that they, like, dare try to hide him. I was mm-hmm. like, yes, yes. <laughs> when they, so, let's see. She jumps. She goes home to, to yeah, get away. Okay. Well, when when he sends her home, um, that's when it got interesting to me. I actually, for whatever reason, I loved that she had to come home and they were, like, in a full-on chateau. <laughs> and back in their full glory Rich. i really liked that and i also loved a little spin that nesta was like we don't have an aunt where were you biatch like i Rock. loved that part and that she had to immediately basically spill and be like actually i was shacking up with a fairy prince what and- i i don't know that i believe like i get why she wrote it but yeah it was like nesta left to go to the Prithian whatever like the border Mm -hmm. I was like wait a minute Nesta who (sighs) has went 15 let's say like 10 years without walking outside to try to like help (laughs) like literally I I mean not only not going hunting she talks about like you know you have to like 
do what you have to carry at home. You've got to um, sit here and I can't think what you call it. Dress, not dress it. That's the opposite. Okay, got to skin it, everything. Exactly. You've got to like separate all the meat. You got to take it to town. What about all like the indoor cleaning, all of like the, uh, like the basic upkeep, even like the fires and stuff she's starting. I'm like, listen, honey, for 10 years, you hadn't done one thing. You think I'm fixing to think that you fix go save her. (laughs) <laughs> or if I do think she's going to do it, the only reason I think she's going to do that is because she's fixed. She's like, okay, where's my little servant? I need someone to right. take care of me. I'm just, I just was like, I don't believe this for two seconds. Do I so, believe that she could not be glamored? Sure. But yeah. not that she's going to do that. I, this is my thing. I believe that she would have been so, I wish that she had painted it from some kind of like jealousy almost like, I knew there was something going on and I was missing out on something. And why do you, yeah. why did he pick you? You're nothing like blah, blah, blah. That would have been more realistic. And even if she just went with like, okay, Nessa does have a heart. Surprise, surprise. I don't actually believe that after that, they basically would have been like buddy, buddy freaking. She's teaching Nesta how to paint. Yeah. Right. There's yeah. Right. <laughs> so, oh, I don't want to give anything away, but yeah. basically Nesta to me, just can't stand her she she she's a terrible name too she, absolutely <laughs> absolutely but she's like a biatch for no reason and so yeah. i just i'm always like why mm-hmm. like your sister is so good to you like better yep. to you. and like and what does elaine do that she like garners that she's got to be like as kind as can be to her and like she's got to be her savior i just was like okay which again it would have been helpful if maybe we had got a whiff that like Feyre thinks that she's better than them or Feyre is is kind of a little bit rude or taciturn or kind of that I mean I don't think she is a type eight but like kind of that type eight personality where it's like I'm doing all of this for y'all and it's my way or the highway or you know what I mean like some kind of friction something there yeah, she um, definitely rolls over to let them take advantage of her. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. So, anyway, she decides that she's going to go back and save everybody because she realizes that crap has gone down. And I really liked this, <laughs> this part of it, really reminded me of um, one of the Narnia books when <laughs> they have to like go under the mountain and an evil witch queen has like the silver (laughs) chair the silver chair she's like got the prince in the silver chair and he doesn't know what's going on and like they have to you know free him or whatever like death that's somewhere in mythology i'm sure themen yeah i haven't Um, read that in so long but i i liked the trials i liked that it was so like gritty oh i love she really did not shy away from Mm -hmm. like whenever pharaoh so pharaoh's like like second or third month and she's got like her broken arm yeah and she's like matted hair and like literally smells like you know just like Mm -hmm. nasty filth i just was like okay because so often it's just like they gloss it over yeah yeah it's like oh but she woke up and her shining (laughs) hair was like whipping in the wind and the smell of roses i'm like no i want it to be a trial it's the marvel effect where you're used to like watching a movie where someone gets slammed across the room and then they get up and like brush their shoulder (laughs) off like ow yeah i liked that they she got regularly beaten into a bloody pulp um 
Oh, and I also was like, I mean, not glad, but it was really interesting to me that one of the, like, we find out that Farrah can't read. And that was like one of her trials. I was literally like, yes, like exploiting this girl for all she's worth. Yes. If if the last quarter of this book had, like, if the first three fourths had lived up to the last, you know, quarter or so, I would have given it five stars. But the it's the linchpin that she's going through hell. And I'm like, for him? Like, <laughs> I, I would, only thing that really got to me was I was kind of like, I, I didn't understand what yeah. was happening in the book. So yeah. this whole time, you know, we find out that like the wolves went over our eyes. We believe there's a blot. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, actually there's a wicked queen and there's, right. Well, we can't, I mean, you can't even get into it. There's so many layers, but basically like she, had to tell Tamlin that she loved him. And yes, she did love him, but she didn't tell him all the time. So now he's like the servant to this wicked queen. And I just was kind of like, what now? Like he doesn't have his power and he's got to go to her or he's got to be her mm-hmm. servant. But he did not put forth hardly any effort to fight for oh her. Oh my gosh. He even let her go early. Give me a break. I, I just was kind of like, what's going on here? Yeah. I <laughs> so I, I, there was a lot that was revealed about all of that stuff and I do wish that some of those layers had been peeled back slowly and not dumped at the end because there was no time like for example you've got the wicked witch here and you hear the one big bad story like her ultimate revenge story and why she hates humans so much but I feel like because it was like a once upon a time type thing of like and now I'm going to reveal everything um again I get that she's a lot younger right she's evil and bad but like you have Reese like he was the interesting villain she was like Um, the little figurehead I don't know I read a a review that I completely agreed with (laughs) where it talked about like, it was like, she's supposed to be like this bad, wicked villain, but she doesn't really do any bad, wicked villain things. It's all like things she had done years ago where it's like Jurian, you know, she put his, uh, his consciousness into an eyeball on her Mm -hmm. ring. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's wicked and terrible. But like, she really wasn't all that mean. Like she allowed Pharaoh to kind of like redeem herself. She allowed Reese to take her um, and bring her to like parties and events and like display her. And I just was kind of like, she's not because if if our people sneak it up in her cell all the time and healing her all the time. (laughs) Uh, Listen, Re- we Resan does it two or three times, right? Or like yep. goes in there. Yep. Lucian goes in there two or three times. Lucian's mother's going up in there. I just was like, what? Stuff like, revolving. People? I right. <laughs> I know they're making a movie out of this. And one thing I will say, there are a lot of creatures in this movie or in this book. Sorry. Um, I could see it going really well if they do practical effects. I think that would be really cool to see, like. Almost like, or have you ever seen Pan's Labyrinth? The movie oh, Pan's Labyrinth. I know what you're talking about. I don't know if I've. Seen so it. the, I mean, you just have to like Google it, and the the practical effects in that book or in the movie perfectly fit the aesthetic of this book. There's a lot of because you can do you can say puppet and it sounds like cheesy, but this stuff is like freaky and very creepy and cool wait but, do, are you talking what is the you said pan's labyrinth is it the actual yes. labyrinth you mean 
like with uh, well no okay so you have the the flip side because the labyrinth is like the i love labyrinth don't get me wrong but that's like the quirky fun uh cheesy side of practical effects i'm talking about pan's labyrinth which has like a creepy flesh monster with eyeballs in the palms of his hands that comes out and like tries to eat a little girl. I mean, it's like perfect. So if they could go real hard with that, it's going to be great. If they slap CGI all over this thing, it'll be kind of sad. I'm going to be because, real with you. Because it is a, okay, why did you have me look this up? <laughs> you did it of your I'm own. I said flesh monster. <laughs> But then I had to look it up. My gosh, I'm like, well, please. Um, Isn't that awesome, though? Like, amazing. Awesome in a. I literally am gonna. If I, I can guarantee, the second I turn this lamp off, I'm gonna have that. (laughs) Thinking about coming off my bed, but. Oh yeah, so like with the adder and all that, there definitely is a lot. I'm hoping because it's going to be produced on Hulu, they're not going to have the budget for you know what I mean. Like right. not in a okay. I mean, have the budget in a like overly CGI like yeah way. Mm. I, I I agree with you. I hope it's going to be well done. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for it. I literally cannot. I'm trying to think. Oh, I must know what you thought about this. So. I kind of was a little bit like I started liking Reese a little bit, even though like he was kind of wicked stuff, like, you know, was like exploiting her a little bit. But I also and at the end, he actually goes and like because he knows like that she is the way that he's going to like be free. He's like stabbing the queen, even though like he knows he really can't like it's not actually going to save her. But I just kept thinking about that scene where he like grabs the like bone jutting out of her arm. And when I say it was such a, like, that is, like, one of the most traumatizing scenes I've read from a book in a really long time. Where I was like, oh, I'm really, really liking him. Oh, but he did that. And so I don't know if that's, like, it was almost, like, a bit unredeemable for me. What did he do? I don't even remember. He, this was whenever she, when she was just about, like, she was about on the verge of, um, like, passing out. And I think he went down there. And right before he made the um, deal with her, her arm was broken. And he's like, make a deal with me. And she's like, no. And he's like, make the deal. Like, you have to come stay at my palace for, like, two weeks. And then oh, like, he grabbed he yes. grabbed her by the arm. And I was like, wait, what? Because before right. then, I'm like, I was like, okay, I see the good. I see the good side. I see that he's, like, helpful, even though he's kind of like a tool. But then whenever he did that, I was like, like she's so she was brought down so low i don't know did this not stick out to you this was very very terrible it to me did but it's like it's the opposite end of the trope where it's like oh he's a mass murderer but he's got a good heart you know like, yeah of course. if he definitely falls into that i mean i don't trust reese i think that there are lots of sides to him but at the same token he is definitely more interesting than Tamlin so it's like I yeah I mean he just is he's like he could even be a little silly my gosh like uh, she couldn't throw Tamlin a personality if she tried Tamlin also was very like because Feyre's like that Feyre's like she could be a bit goofy but all I got all I got from the two of them is that they had a lot of mutual physical attraction for one another. Yeah. That yeah. was about it. And so well, they, they were 
I guess it's kind of like what you were saying, like where they were both like stand up kind of people. Where like, they yes. wanted to, they like taking care of people. They like, mm-hmm. um, you know, protecting those that are like around them and closest to them. And it's like that protection or that, that like being the protector is like super important to them. But yeah, yeah not a lot of joy and whatnot. So anyway, you're asking if that's like unredeemable. I actually think it saved him from being too like oh but he is a good guy i think it kept you on your toes a little bit to like maybe he's just really i guess you're right where it's like freaking baddie after all because he does a lot of stuff for her later where he's like kind of putting his butt on the line to make it work i know and he's so handsome i'm like man get out of here tamlin trying to get in the dang closet (laughs) with her and i was just like sir this is the only bit of the only bit of effort this man shows the whole time and i was like seriously i mean i say that he actually did after she um after she defeated the three um quests that she had to do and she solved the riddle tamlin was able to literally like rip amarantha the queen limb from limb so you know he served his purpose yeah um so i mean that's how does it i can't remember it how it ends, ends it ends literally with them walking out of it got in and then it was like and then they lived happily ever after i mean that's kind of how it ends for real i so man i i cannot tell you literally it was there was probably like a three second uh, interval between this book to the next book where I was like I I was uh, ravenous I, the reason I love this series so much is I have not been I mean like I literally I could not take a single break I immediately had to know what happened next mm-hmm. enjoyed it so much she had such a great way of writing to me I just was very impressed with her no she was a good writer um, and to be honest the second book she's kind of fulfilling all of these um these weaknesses that were pointing out in the first book as far as i could tell i mean i've only listened to a few hours of it so that's something i'm a little i'm more satisfied with is that it's like oh yeah you saw issues with this relationship well i did too and here's how they're going to play out so i'm intri- i'm intrigued i definitely want to finish the second book but yeah i mean it for me it was like a if you really like if you really like fantasy definitely read it if you do not like fantasy do not read this book don't waste <laughs> your dang time because i think it would just be really boring yeah definitely you're you totally hit it right twilight slash hunger games <laughs> that like if, if those are your genres you're gonna like this mm-hmm. um yeah i'm i am biting my tongue on so many thoughts i'm trying to think is there anything else in the first book was worthwhile mentioning there's so many fun characters and they expand on it even more in the second book that I'm- i don't know i was so glad that she didn't kill lucian because she put that <gasps> boy Listen, through li- every oh i was sure I- she was gonna have to kill him in the end and that it was tamlin yes, li- i meant i absolutely meant to tell you that that mm-hmm. i was positive yes yeah, so she's killing all these that was also very I did not think she was going to do it. I thought she was going to quit. She had to kill right? three innocent people to be able, like, that was like her final test. So I was like, okay, she's not going to do it. But she does. And yeah, I thought Lucian was going to be the third one. And I, um, it, I mean, really, now that we know the storyline, it would have been better for her to have used Lucian because yeah. he could have actually died where Tamlin had this, like, stone heart or whatever. Right. That was. But I definitely, 
that was a twist I did not see at all. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was good. It was fine. Kippen is being far too harsh on this book. People do not take what she says seriously at all. Immediately get well, it. that said, we have agreed on almost every point that I brought up. You just enjoyed the journey more than me. And so yes. it comes down to my heart is also made of stone. Apparently. <laughs> The I, I'm 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 interested to see how you take on the other books. This book, this is probably the book with the largest fandom that I can tell that we have covered. We've done a lot of great standalone books, but this book I feel like is like when you click that um, mm-hmm. A C O T A R Akatar oh hashtag, it is it's, it's over. Yes, it's over the top. Um. Sarah J Moss wrote herself a big check when she wrote this book but I will throw in another little content warning I mean I'm only mm, three-ish hours into the second book there was already an extremely like a pretty darn graphic scene especially for something that marks itself as a YA novel I would not be comfortable with my teenager reading that um and it was like this is what I struggle with again it, it was just like a little ridiculous to me like I'm not super offended by it I was just like like literally snorted to myself because I kind of thought it was funny like not super sexy but it was pretty graphic so if that's not your bag I'm assuming that it only go gets worse from here when it comes to I, that stuff two and three definitely has a, like the first book this book there was it mentioned sex a time or two I don't even remember being graphic at all it, it probably was maybe a little but not the second third is quite graphic the fourth is literally like i would never recommend this book to there would i would have to i would have to know you extremely well to recommend this book to you kind of thing where i'm like this is yeah. very spicy compared to any other book that i've read recently kind of deal. right the first one i would say is 18 and up like you need like i would not want my i wouldn't hand my teen this book um but adult to adult i'm like if you like fantasy read it if you don't like that part skip it and it's easy easy i think they did eventually change it the the ya they definitely did not do the fourth one as ya i don't think i don't even think the second and third one i'm gonna have to like look into this to see but yeah the first one's definitely the the most (sighs) young adult of them all i guess the thing about ya is like i i see the title or i see the genre ya as teenage but it really is young adult. And this book, when I'm just reading it straightforward, to me, it's it's marketed more towards like a 18 to 25 year old. Right. And that's a good point, too. Now, th- that would be totally age appropriate. And yes. the first book, too, like the, the, the curse words, they sub it out for like. Right. Like the, the cauldron. So like <laughs> yeah. that's like instead of saying like uh, OMG, you'd say like. I can't remember what the stupid they, they, it was like cauldron damn it I'm like ca- ca- cauldron boil me that's yeah. what it was so in, where in the second book it starts bringing out like the oh, F word like then yeah. it's subbed out so like the first book is definitely it's like yeah. it's almost like she was easing into it and then it's just mm-hmm. sc- uh, scandalous as it went along she just was like <laughs> who cares like I'm just gonna write what I want to write um uh, all right um so next time we're gonna take a 180 and go to some contemporary fiction where we read nothing to see here by kevin Wilson. wilson and i loved this book but it's been a long time since i've read it so 
<laughs> see listen, how I do. <laughs> it's like six hours long, so you could honestly yeah, listen to it. That's, that's very how short true. it was. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay. See you next time. Bye. This has been One Page More. Thanks for listening. Please leave us a five-star review.